Are you ready for the weekend yet? We have events, news, and a guest for you to enjoy this Lake Life weekend. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lake Life Weekend Podcast. I'm Dirk, I'm your host, and we have weekend 25 approaching. It is finally summer. What is happening here in Lakes Country this season? Lots of rain. Um, not so nice, but we took opportunity of a rainy day last weekend and we went to Alexandria to visit Carol Swenson, the executive director of the museum, the Legacy of the Lakes Museum, which is just a fascinating place. And um, I can only encourage you to visit and explore their um, exhibition about wooden boats, um, lures. Uh, I love the uh, old motors, um, the outboard motors. There is um, displays. There are displays about the um, history of resorts in the area. Just a really nice field trip. And Alexandria is actually um, a hop in place, anyways. I have only been there a handful of times, but um, nice to explore. Oh, there's another place. Uh, the Lure restaurant um, has just opened. Um, you should check that out, maybe too, right by the lake. Yeah. I don't want to keep this much longer here from our interview part, but uh, a couple things to mention. Go to our web website, lakelifeweekend.com, to um, get daily updates uh, for events. This weekend, we have Pelican Fest in Pelican Rapids coming up. Um, June 22nd is the longest day uh, of the year already. Uh, I was out late yesterday till 10 and it was really still very bright so let's enjoy this um, summer and the time we can spend outside it's gonna get better here with the sun also next week i'm excited about that and please go to our facebook page instagram page share your lake life stories with us uh, pictures anything and also pick up our new magazine it's out we have delivered it all over the place um there's a list of pickup destinations on our website and if you would like to have a copy shipped to you please email us to hello at lakelifeweekend.com and we will mail you the latest summer issue of our magazine which is filled with content stories road trip ideas recipes all kinds of nice things about lake life yeah thank you for tuning in have a wonderful weekend and enjoy our interview with Carol Swenson. I'm here at the Legacy of the Lakes Museum in Alexandria, and I'm here with Carol. Hi, Carol. Hello. And uh, we want to capture the story about a hidden gem in our area. It's a museum with a great collection of wooden boats and uh, other historic items uh, about Lakes Country. And before we dive into the uh, collection, Carol, introduce yourself a little bit. Sure, thank you. And I just want to say thank you for coming and <laughs> being here and uh, taking an interest in um, the museum. It is a hidden gem. Um, but I am actually am from the area. I grew up on a farm about 60 miles south of here and graduated from 
Murdoch Public Schools and went to the University of Minnesota Morris. And uh, after graduating from there with a teaching certificate, um, I actually taught junior high in Alexandria for a couple of years fresh out of college. So um, that's um, it's fun to be back in that respect. And then also just after that, I uh, became um, the director of um, the Ottertail County Historical Society and uh, worked there for a number of years. And that's really where I got um, in my um, background in um, museums and history. Historic preservation was a strong interest of mine and um, loved that. And then from there went um, to St. Paul and worked with the Governor's Residence Council um, which is a group that um, I was staffed, a, a group that oversees uh, preservation and uh, maintenance of the, the governor's residence for um, the state of Minnesota. And um, then went on to uh, work on my uh, master's in geography at the University of Minnesota. So that's... You were engaged with uh, education and community preservation and... Um, that led you to become the executive director of this newer museum. Uh, in our pre-talk, I learned that we are a very young museum. We're only mm -hmm. 15 years old. And you arrived here last year. This is your second year That's as right. the executive director. That's right. And um, tell us a little bit about who founded it, why, and what can we expect when we come to Alexandria? It was um, founded by a, a group of... Uh, people who had a passion and a love for wooden boats and they got together and worked on their wooden boats and uh, had fun on the lakes um, uh, sharing them and um, they decided it would be really um, fun to create an opportunity to share this with other people and so the notion of, of a museum kind of took hold and that was in the late uh, 1990s and um, then by 2004 they had uh, put together an exhibit space inside the the Runestone Museum um, which is just nearby yep and um, after a couple of years being there they did they wanted to expand and to grow so they bought an old uh, maintenance building from the building from the city of uh, Alexandria and renovated that and um, it took it took off from there. It is a beautiful, beautiful place. Uh, I mean, the the boats are shining and and bringing light into this room. But I think you also mentioned that the museum was able to revitalize the whole area. Uh, so the the relative to the community, this museum had an impact. That's that's right. And I the the people who were involved in founding the museum also had a bigger vision of what does the museum bring to the community as well as, you know, just being a place where they can get together and enjoy their interests and hobbies. But, you know, really how can um, they contribute to the larger community and um, began envisioning um, where uh, uh, a plan for uh, making this end of Broadway, the north end of Broadway into a cultural hub and um, connecting with um, the Grunstone Museum as well as um, expanding you know, its own 
campus here and um, over the last you know since 2006 15 years or whatever you were saying um, it's the museum itself the, the building has grown they've added on to uh, it the North Gallery and then um, working um, with others in the community that there's um, Colorful Seasons was very instrumental in helping uh, plan and create the the gardens, gardens in the back, Legacy Gardens. And, and then most recently acquiring um, another maintenance garage um, that was right next door and repurposing that into a uh, event and education center um, that is open year-round. Yeah. So you, we are a seasonal museum uh, mid-May through mid-October, but we have a year-round access to the garden as well as to the event center and educational? That's right. And um, right now the, the gardens are pretty dormant in the winter time, but um, there are so many opportunities there. And there are cities all over the world that are celebrating being winter cities and having activities and going on out. You know, I can see snow sculptures out in the yeah. gardens in in the wintertime and, you know, other opportunities like that. And I should say that um, the gardens themselves are open to the public. At, there's no cost for that, so oh. they can go like in a central there. park, a mini yeah. central park. <laughs> Don't you have a view of the lake? We have. We're on the north end, I guess, of Lake Winona. Yeah. Um, and um, it's not the most gorgeous view. The lake has been sort of abused over the the years. Um, and uh, but um, it's the connection to the water yeah. that's that's really fun and and makes it real. Was the theme of of our place and. Um, so let's circle back to the founding friends who were boat collectors, and then they wanted to have opportunity to showcase their boats and get get shared with the public. So a majority of the museum is is um, the wooden boat collection, mm-hmm. um, but we have other galleries. We have um, fishing lures. Uh, we have I, I love those motors yeah we have history <laughs> i own one myself I, an old 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 motor i like them as a it's a ready-made sculpture yeah in my opinion they're so pretty <laughs> uh, um, but you have revolving uh, or, or te- uh, contemporary exhibitions we have one up front but and uh, tell us you have a speedboat uh, exhibition the north gallery um is really devoted um to the the wooden boats the classic wooden boats and this year and we bring in different boats every year for that area as well but this year we have um race boats from the 20s and 30s um which is really cool um one is 33 feet long and wow. it is um just a monster boat and gleaming wood. I mean, the restoration work that has been done on these boats is phenomenal. And then we also um, partnered with um, the Antique Boat Museum in Clayton, New York, uh, to bring one of their um, prize boats, race boats here. It's called um, Dixie Baby. Dixie Baby. And uh, it's uh, just, it has a Hispano, Suiza? I, yeah, <laughs> um, I'm not pronouncing that right, but engine in it that is just 
gorgeous. It's really fun. So <laughs> yeah, your eyes are sparkling. It must be. I have to see that engine. So so, so um, and then you know we've got um, newsreel clips um, of race um, races that um, occurred. Gar Wood from the twenties. From the twenties. Yep. Who uh, Gar Wood is yeah, very yeah, famous. Yeah. He, was, um, was born and raised in Osakis and yeah. grew up on Lake Osakis and went on to make a fortune in hydraulic lifts for trucks and got very, very involved and interested in um, racing and race boats. And there was a consortium of people who were working with aircraft engines as well as car engines and um, motor uh uh, watercraft engines and trying to figure out how do you get that speed and it's a wonderful too too long for me to get into here but a wonderful story of the war and bringing you know espion not really espionage but high level secret meetings and lots of competition that they had and these wooden race boats you know it's kind of like they designed them and ran the engines you know as fast as they could and they would they were always exploding and falling apart because they didn't have the ability to withstand the, the really? power of the engines yeah yeah so it's a, a fascinating time of history um that i certainly wasn't very aware of before i started you know piecing together rum rum runners the uh, prohibition was very instrumental yeah. because they were going back and forth across the the Detroit River into Canada and coming back, and the rum runners would do something to make their engines go faster, and so then the uh, police had to get their boats going faster so that they could. <laughs> the coast, really? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I never thought about that. So there's some real history, uh, uh, and yeah, it's, that's interesting. Huh. And women were very involved, which is really um, something you don't hear much about, you know. And um, there were, uh, we have stories of um, four different women who were very prominent in racing boats and uh, won some of the major races, the Harmsworth uh, Trophy that was run in, in England. So it's, it's a fascinating and fun window into it, the past. It is. All through this one boat. That's <laughs> 33 feet long. <laughs> and I think it's uh, fascinating that we have that on display in Alexandria. Absolutely. Uh, it's a unique opportunity to bring something like that to our area. So th that's a treasure. So this is a special exhibition only for this year, that's uh, this right. season. Yeah. And then uh, besides that, uh, the, the permanent collection includes um, glimpses, uh, look history for resorts mm -hmm. and uh, other boats what other galleries can we expect when we go through the doors we have um, an exhibit that uh, features the Alexandria boat works which is um, goes way back to the practically the founding of, of the city and um, it actually is just across the street from or it was uh, where the museum is now and um, the area around um, the museum used to be a, a working class neighborhood and there's one house left um, that is right next to the museum and uh, a family that's owned it for generations still comes there. But um, the Alexandria Boat Works was um, a very big deal and an important um, industry in the community. 
Um, and, and then we also have um, an exhibit of um, just Minnesota boat builders. And so you, it's uh, um, Larson, and oh, yeah. um, there's the Falls Flyer um, that yeah. is uh, from the Little Falls area. We've yeah. got examples of those boats. So it's, um, we have, you know, um, as you were mentioning too, and then the, the fishing gallery is um, really interesting, which has uh, tells the story of the fishing guides that were so instrumental in the success of the resort industry here in the area. And then um, it has, I don't know how many hundreds of lures that yeah, we're talking about. Yeah, they're very about. pretty, actually. Yeah, they, and that kind of tracks the evolution of lures um, along with changes in technology and materials and so on. So that's, that's quite fascinating as well. So we have uh, individuals that were guides that helped the, the guests, our tourists, back in the day to catch the fish that they were expecting on a Minnesota vacation? That's right, yep. Mm-hmm. And, and to, you know, fishing guides are still a very important part of the resort and summer uh, tourist um, season here in in Alexandria. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. I went fly fishing once with someone who was a guide, uh, and I did a podcast with him too, uh, where we are from, in Perm area. But yeah, so tourism is our biggest industry. Um, so with the museum, are we trying to capture a little bit of everything around the lake's history? Um, the um, it started out being really focused on uh, antique and classic boats, and you know that's um, that had been you know restored and, and capturing that history. And a few years ago, the board went through um, a planning process and kind of reflected on the future and you know what are the opportunities and broadened the scope um, of the museum to look at lake life and lake culture and how to um, preserving that and telling those stories and celebrating that life um, and in turn you know the the um, importance of lakes in in the quality water quality and that sort of thing um, originally the um, music organization was called the Minnesota Lakes Maritime Museum and with the uh, slight change in the interpretive plan and kind of broadening the scope they changed the name to legacy of the lakes museum and mm-hmm. so that's that's um our new and, and very exciting um uh mission and we also just completed a five to ten year exhibit planning uh, uh plan so uh, with that, we are wanting to look at how do do the exhibits evolve into the future? What new stories can we be telling? How can we tell some stories better? And how do we keep the museum fresh and interesting for the people who live in the community, and um, as well as the people who are, you know, here just visiting for a short period of time. Interesting, uh, I find in the past five years, this term lake life and the lifestyle got more spotlight than ever before. Is that a true statement, do you think? You said like lake life and the culture, we are trying to preserve now what that all meant. We never really recorded it or we just lived it. I mean, it was so normal, right? (laughs) Yes, I think that's... 
um, I think that is right. It's it's very special um, being on the lake and access to water is very special. And it is special. It's, you can. Um, see the uh, sort of looking at the relationships and how the relationships evolved between you know pe people who had summer homes here uh, and the people who um, live in the Alexandria area uh, full-time and how things get shared you know it's kind of the first sharing culture I think okay <laughs> because everybody um, is um, you know, it has the it has the lake in common, and and that that common interest in helping each other out. It's it's really a community building experience. I think living on a lake. Mm -hmm. So, I can see that. Yeah, it's very unique. Uh, um, you cannot compare it to any other place in the world. I guess it's a very special lifestyle, and um, I I like that. One thing you mentioned, the educational center. Um, I, I really enjoy education and learning something. Um, so it's not just an event center. So do you want to do more outreach or connecting to the audience? What will people, what can they expect to learn? Uh, what we are envisioning is it, that space facility just opened up late last year. And mm -hmm. so we're still, um, it's still growing and we're, figuring things out, but um, there's the aspiration to use um, the education center, you know, during the winter time, especially for more opportunities for education and, and classes. Um, that's because we are a seasonal museum, um, yeah. we close in at the end of October and, you know, it it's, um, limits, you know, what we have been doing um, with uh, school kids and different things. And, um, we see this um, boathouse as an opportunity to expand that area and to keep more activities and uh, going on throughout the year, educationally, particularly. Yeah. yeah. Isn't one of the obstacles for a museum like really to engage the audience? Like, would that be a place where we can have them not hands on? I mean, in a museum, you shouldn't touch anything. But like, is that maybe something looking into the future, how we can keeping the museum attractive enough and not thinking of an old dusty place. Right. And um, I think the, well, you were, you were talking about where people can make things and we would like to have more interactive exhibits, you know, as well, but we do classes for, with kids like make and take is the, uh, make a little term bowl. that we okay. use and make, yeah. See if it sails and take it home with you. And okay different activities like that as well as opportunities for workshops around uh, boat restoration or boat building or mm. Um, mm. fishing or a number of different things, topics, you know, that... No, interesting. I like that. Okay. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's a good way, I guess. Um, it's like to have like people, like a workshop for... Um, Restoring boats, that would be the, the, the founders of this museum with their passion. Now they can carry that out and share it with the broader audience. Yeah, mm -hmm. I see that. I see that. What's your favorite piece in the collection? Do you have something? I, there is this really sweet little boat, a, Lar a Larson 1952 launch that 
for some reason, just I fell in love with it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, a wonderful, just simple, clean lines. It has this little cabin, you know, on the front, and it's all wood, and it's just a, a wonderful little boat. I would love to be out on the water with that one. <laughs> That sounds really pretty. I love those wooden boats. I think they're just beautiful. Um, and there's at least 50 here on display? Uh, overall? Prob- overall. And, you know, I think it's um, I, we uh, important to point out that we have the full range of boats. It's not just motor boats. Um, we have canoes as well as, you know, some sailing boats and um, a, a variety, you know, that go back to, you know, the um, Native American um, era. Mm-hmm. And not that it isn't still, but... <laughs> um, well, the, the original, like, they, they built boats out of... Yeah, canoes out of birch bark and, and different things like that, you yeah. know, and that's another area that we would like to do more interpretation around is, mm-hmm. you know, the, the connection of other cultures and the um, Native American culture with with um, boats and lakes. So yeah. as well as going up to the, you know, more classy wooden boats and fiberglass boats and aluminum boats and every other kind of boat you can imagine. Yeah, no, it's it's a really stunning place. I can hopefully bring my son and his school class here one day um i try to get them educated as much as i can and i think this is beautiful history i mean um we are this is lake life uh, um also speaking of lake life um and you are from this area what is your favorite part about lake and lake life personally i think there is um something spiritual about um, lakes and connection to water. Uh, I, I just really, I have um, a strong uh, connection with um, a lake called Lake Linka, which is uh, south of Glenwood. And it's just a small little lake that I went to when I was a kid, and I still go there. I have friends who have cabins there and um, it's just um, the ability to be near the water and to relax and kind of let the stress kind of flow out of you and um, being much more I think connected to to nature environment and, yeah. nature so you're not necessarily the loud engine <laughs> A lot of people love the noise. That, that's, uh, no, I'm no. not. Okay, I'm, I, 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 I feel, yeah, I get it. I do too, the calming. Um, so there is an event coming up, though, uh, you mentioned uh, in July. In July, on July 13th, um, we are having our annual boat show, and we will be at Arrowwood Resort, um, where we have gone for a number of years. Um, and that's pretty exciting because we have, um, there are many different clubs and uh, the boat people, as they refer to themselves as, um, like to gather, um, much as, you know, car um, people, motorheads yeah. like to, and um, get together and show off their boats and the share stories. And um, it's a wonderful family outing. Um, and it's mainly historic boats? 
it can, it's mainly, um, but you also get, you know, some other types of boats as well, but primarily it's more of the um, antique and classic boats that show up for, for those types of events, yeah. Um, July 13th? At July 13th, that's opening at 10, so midday. Yeah, that's a fun event. Uh, I think I will try out too. Um, Anything we missed about uh, your museum, it's new, it's uh, only 15 years old. Um, we have all summer to explore and enjoy. Um, we have changing exhibits in the, in the front. Mm -hmm. Right now we have actually Charles Beck on That's display. That's right. Um, Charles Beck, from uh, who's a native of Fergus Falls, was. And um, the woodcuts um, is what... We are featuring uh, several of his, and well, all of his are his, and um, that's an area, the temporary gallery, um, we change every year, but we try to devote it to visual arts, and which is kind of an interesting combination with the, the boats, um, and that's always good. Yeah, so. a little bit for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I love this place. I hope to come more often. Uh, I can only uh, encourage everybody to, to join and, and see and visit. Um, anything I forgot to mention, to ask about this place? I'm trying to remember if I talked much about the Legacy Gardens, and which is um, which are behind to the north of the muse museum. And um, that, too, is um, such a wonderful example of a community effort. And uh, the, they're just beautiful. Um, they're open to the public uh, for free. And um, we have events out there. We're going to, um, on the July 12th, be having music in the gardens. Oh. And uh, we also have um, our doing another concert on July 26th. Okay. So nice. um, it's, it's a wonderful kind of place for people to get together and gather. And we're finding that there's a lot of families um, and community organizations that like to um, rent that space, you know, for special events. So that's good. And you mentioned that Alexandria, the community, it has brought them together and you have a lot of volunteers that help with your museum? That's right, we do. And um, the interesting part about the museum um, from an organizational and community building perspective is that it, it really does bring together uh, the summer people, so to speak, as, as well as the year-round residents um, coming together around their uh, shared interest in lakes and lake culture and lake life. And um, I think the, we couldn't do what we do without the volunteers coming in, and it's a good way for people to get to know each other. We have gardeners who come in, and they have their area in the garden that they tend all uh, summer long, and, and it just, it's the, the joy and the love and the, um, of the, the spirit of the people is really comes through in, in the museum itself. And by the way, it's not a small place. Uh, uh, it's thousands of squares. Like, how many rooms do we have? I mean, it always sounds like small, but it isn't. It's we have a lot of space, and we have uh -huh. five thousand people go through every year. You said that's right. Yep. And um, you know, for our short season, 
you know, we feel pretty good about that. We are always looking to figure out new ways to bring more people in, but in share, you know, what we have here. But yeah. yeah. I think it's a beautiful place. Thank you very much for allowing me to visit you um, on this weekend and uh, take your time. Thanks for sharing the story and I hope everybody will come and check it out soon. Have a good rest of your weekend, Carol. Thank you, you too. Thank you. Yeah, this was already our uh, newest episode of the Lake Life Weekend Podcast. We sure hope you enjoyed it. Uh, tune in again next week with another great guest and updates. Always check out our website, uh, lakelifeweekend.com. And if you have some comments, please feel free to email us at hello at lakelifeweekend.com. And uh, you have a wonderful weekend ahead. Uh-huh.